The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. A federal judge has ordered the Virginia Department of Elections to extend the state's voter registration deadline. This follows an outage on Tuesday that crashed the website on the last day that voters could sign up to vote. Whitney Evans reports. The outage began Tuesday in the early morning and lasted until about 4 p.m. After someone struck a fiber optic line while digging, voter advocacy groups sued the Department of Elections to extend the deadline to 11.59 p.m. on Thursday, October 15th. They argued the outage deprived eligible voters of their opportunity to register in time for the November election and hampered their ability to carry out their core mission. The judge at Wednesday's hearing said the incident is a lesson in getting approval from utilities to dig, but also not waiting until the last minute to register to vote. A similar outage affected voters at the close of voter registration in October of 2016. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Five candidates are vying to be Richmond's next mayor. To win, they'll have to compete in what are essentially nine mini-elections. Roberta Roldan has this primer on how Richmond elects its mayor. Richmond's mayoral election system is both unique and confusing. Who gets the most votes citywide doesn't really matter all that much. To win, a candidate needs the most votes in five of the city's nine districts. For example, Mayor LeVar Stoney won five districts in 2016, but only got roughly 30% of the overall vote. If someone doesn't win five districts on election night, that's when the citywide vote matters. The two candidates with the highest vote totals would advance to a runoff election. Then, they'd need to win five districts again. Richmond's mayoral race has never gone to a runoff since the system was approved by voters in 2003. But with a number of popular candidates this year, voters should be prepared for the possibility of an unclear outcome on election night. Roberta Roldan, VPM News. For a more detailed look at Richmond's mayoral election system, visit vpm.org elections. Richmond health officials say they're starting to see a concerning uptick in coronavirus cases. The average number of new cases per day has nearly doubled since the beginning of the month, from 15 to 27. Dr. Melissa Varey is an infectious disease specialist with the Richmond City Health District. She says some of the new cases are coming from nursing home outbreaks. But we're also continuing to see exposures in weddings, in restaurants, workplaces, healthcare offices, healthcare hospitals. It runs the gamut. Foray blamed the recent increase in COVID-19 spread on general fatigue with restrictions. She urged Richmonders to continue wearing masks and physically distancing. A new study from the American Medical Association shows the coronavirus led to a 20% increase in the national death rate. Patrick Larson reports. Dr. Stephen Wolfe, a VCU professor and the study's lead author, says over 4,500 more Virginians died from March to August than would have with no pandemic. But of those excess deaths, only half were explained by deaths attributed to COVID-19. Wolfe says there's little information to determine the cause of those non-COVID deaths. At the same time, data and anecdotal evidence point to lapses in care. We, we do need to worry about all the people with other health problems who died because of uh, inadequate care. That has important policy implications. Mortality rates for dementia, Alzheimer's, and heart disease all went up at times during the pandemic. 
and VCU data shows emergency room visits for drug overdoses have skyrocketed in Richmond. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Henrico schools will continue to provide free meals to all students through the end of the school year in June. A recent federal aid extension from the Department of Agriculture has allowed the district to continue its meals program, which was going to expire on January 1st. Henrico families can pick up breakfast and lunch Mondays through Thursdays at their school sites. The meals are also delivered twice a week by school buses, making 61 stops throughout Henrico neighborhoods. More information on where and when to pick up meals is available on the school district's website. A prominent issue in this year's Richmond mayoral race is how the candidates have responded to ongoing calls for police reform and protests that rocked the city over the summer. Whitney Evans takes a look at how those candidates differ. It was June 1st, a day after protesters set fires and damaged businesses in downtown Richmond in response to the death of George Floyd. With the sun still beaming down roughly 20 minutes before a city-imposed 8 p.m. curfew, Richmond police deployed clouds of tear gas on protesters who were gathered at the Robert E. Lee Monument. The incident was widely panned. Mayor LeVar Stoney apologized the following day. I can't stand here today and give you every single answer, but all I can do is commit to you that such a thing will never happen again. The gassing was a signifier of the days and months to come, in which tear gas and rubber bullets would be commonplace. Numerous unlawful assemblies would be declared and protesters arrested. The incident also signified the beginning of Alexis Rogers' campaign for mayor. And I regret that this mayor and even some of my opponents only recently have determined that it's okay to examine ways to change our police in the city of Richmond. Rogers was speaking at a mayoral debate hosted by 8 News, WRIC, and Virginia Union University. She's promised that if elected mayor, she would reduce the scope and scale of Richmond police, which would include moving funds away from the department and toward mental health and substance abuse programs. She wants a civilian oversight board with subpoena power, which is the authority to force witnesses to testify or provide evidence. And officers who misuse their power... Rogers said during a VPM NBC 12 forum should be publicly named. The same way, unfortunately, we've seen protesters get named before they're even convicted of a crime. Police officers, if they're uh, being investigated, should be named so the public can be aware and that we can hold the police department accountable. Campaign volunteer Andrew Breton says Rogers is the only mayoral candidate taking police reform seriously. Even the mayor who, you know, in many ways has you know, used progressive language around the need for new policing did nothing to actually bring about true accountability to the system. But according to the most recent poll, Stoney leads the race with the same level of citywide support he had as a first-time candidate. The poll, which was conducted by the Wasson Center for Public Policy at Christopher Newport University and the Richmond Times-Dispatch, shows that Rogers is tied for second place with City Councilwoman Kim Gray. Justin Griffin and Tracy McLean came in third and fourth place, respectively. This is motivating Breton and other volunteers. We kind of feel like we're the underdog, right? So that kind of makes it exciting. It feels like it's important. Councilwoman Gray is widely billed as a law and order candidate. She's criticized some of the tactics used by protesters and fervently called for those who destroyed property to be prosecuted. During the VPM and NBC 12 forum, Gray promised voters integrity. We have a mayor who will say one thing to the police in one room and encourage protesters in the next breath and then tear gas protesters in the third breath. So we have a lack of integrity in our leadership in our city. 
Back in July, the city council voted 7-2 to two against a resolution to examine the police department's budget for money that could be moved elsewhere. Gray said she wasn't prepared to meddle with the budget during an economic crisis brought on by COVID-19. She did, however, endorse a measure setting up the creation of a civilian review board. But she's hesitant to give the group subpoena power because it could jeopardize public safety. Again, here's Gray at VUU. We always have to work in the interest of public safety and protecting informants and individuals who work in our public safety arena. Pierce Homer, a former state secretary of transportation for two governors, says he respects Gray and believes she's sensitive to the Black Lives Matter movement and racial equality. But when people take advantage of that and use that as an opportunity to destroy small black businesses, she's going to stand up for them, and she did. Protesters have argued the police department escalated violence by using less lethal force against them and declarations of unlawful assembly to silence free speech. Mayor Stoney has stood behind the department in its efforts to curb unrest in the city. Here he is during the VUU debate. I've always felt that I've been sort of caught in the middle as a, as a black man, but also the chief executive of a, a municipal government. Stoney maintains he's made headway on police reform. We have a new leader at the top of Richmond Police Department in Gerald Smith out of Charlotte. He's a change agent and a reformer. Uh, also, we have a, a task force made of community leaders and experts and academics uh, who are focused on reimagining and reforming the way we police. Stoney also has the support of the state's top elected official. LaVar has been a leader. He's a listener. He takes action. Governor Ralph Northam announced last month that he was endorsing Stoney. Northam said the city is more progressive, more innovative, and more inclusive under Stoney's leadership. But the mayor's race hinges on community trust, not just high-profile endorsements. And trust is hard to come by for many activists who called for change long before a Minneapolis police officer pinned George Floyd to the ground in a deadly chokehold. Princess Blanding still wants justice for the death of her brother, Marcus David Peters, who was shot dead by Richmond police in May of 2018. Blanding says the mayor's reform efforts are too little too late. I was remiss if I didn't say, where were you back in 2018? Peter's name is now emblazoned on a sign at the Lee Monument traffic circle, where protesters were gassed nearly four months ago. Blanding says she's not formally endorsing anyone in the race, but is disappointed in both Gray and Stoney's inaction. You know, I think it's clear to many that they are not the individuals who should take on that strong, very important leadership role. Undecided voters will likely be key in determining who should be the city's next mayor. They made up 30 percent of the people who participated in the Wasson Center poll. But if the numbers stay consistent, that will mean residents are willing to ride out the next four years with Stoney at the helm. Whitney Evans, VPM News. All the stories you've heard can be found online at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.